Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And it is Wednesday, December 8th, not quite the 9th, where we would be celebrating the birthday of my co-host here, Greg Penniman. But, Greg, how are we feeling today, man? Feeling real good. Uh, you know, feeling like in a, in a couple weeks, a couple leagues, you're not, not stressed out, not stressed out that it's week 14 and it's the last week of the, the regular season. You know, usually this is the week where you're like, I need to win by this amount of points to get in. Also need this team to lose. So this is uh, I know it's time for a lot of people. So uh, we, we're going to try to get them through this week and uh, get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely definitely feeling the same way. A lot of my main leagues uh, are pretty much already clinched the playoff. I think mm-hmm. only nice. ones where haven't really that hasn't haven't really got my asterisk yet. Uh, obviously, there's that eight man league where True. you and I True. are in. And uh, while I do feel comfortable, uh, it would be nice to just officially get my <laughs> asterisk and my seed. Right. Uh, obviously, in League of Extraordinary People, we're just I mean, you're locked into the one seed. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, no, you can't move from that. Uh, I'm nope. sitting in the two seed. I can actually was looking at it. I could fall back to the middle of the pack. Uh, depending on how some things break this weekend. Uh, so we'll see. And I mean, what's your thought on that, right? Like, do you do you try to play for seeding or do you just let the chips fall where they may? Well, for our league specifically, uh, they have no first round buys. So I'm not as like happy. I mean, we do get a nice little award, but so that's good. But for the leagues that they're first and second round, I mean, first round buys, for the first and second seed, you got you got to go for those because. Well, let's playoffs. say you're like that. You know you're not going to get the first or second round by. Okay, like okay. You're locked into like that three through six seed. Are you trying okay. to position yourself somewhere based? Uh, on, or you, do you go through look at where other teams are at, how they look at? Like, yeah, I want to play that five seed right there. Uh, if if you if you think you can uh get a good matchup, maybe I mean that could come back to bite you. Also, um. Well, if there's if there's reseeding in your league, I would probably want to go for the best, just the best seed possible, because then you get just good strength throughout. Um, yeah, not not a lot of leagues do reseeding, but some do. So yeah, I think you should just go for best record possible. You you want your team playing at a, a good at, at a good time. Yeah, I mean, I think you, it definitely sharpens your mind, and you know, just you know, keep the exercise going, not really taking the week off there, of like what transactions would you make, like. Uh, you know, we could talk about this and, you know, at the after after this portion of the show, after the Thursday night preview and, and obviously whatnot and so get into some game theory type stuff for the playoffs. But, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm playing, uh, you know, I'm I'm the same I'm of the same frame of mind as you, Greg. I, I, I'm not trying to sit here and 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 play like fantasy God and say, here, I want to yeah. play this team. Cause like, you yeah. never know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, you don't, you know, what happens if, you know, they have some backup running back and the starter gets hurt. And, <laughs> yep. and now it's the backup running back that was on their bench now becomes like, you know, PPR one. Yep. Yeah. RB one. Right. So yeah. like, you never know what could happen. Just 
you know, again, like we were saying, make the best decisions that you can for that week. Try to put your best foot forward uh, and, and, you know, just try to go one and oh every week. And, and when if you take that strategy, uh, you really can't go wrong there. Uh, but the other league where I'm not decided yet in is our Dynasty League, which uh, Ooh, I'm yeah, borderline, man. That's real close right there. It is really close. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, need, that I need one other team to lose. If you they do. lose, I am in. Uh, I'm pretty sure the league does not points. want me in. Nah, yeah, we don't. No, we definitely do not. It's 16 playoff. Like, I think it will be kind of wide open if you de- you don't get in. Uh, yeah, because the first seed, they started off 10-0, and 0 and they lost three straight. So it's kind of odd open in this Dynasty League right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I, I, hoping I get in. I want to get in. But uh, if I don't get in, then I, the way I look at it is I'm just going to go get the number one pick because, <laughs> oh, you know, right. you in our nice Dynasty League. You get one pick. You're right. Yep. If, you, if you're not in the tournament to win the the big the – big, uh, box of quiche cash at the end of the uh at the end of the the year then you're in line to earn the number one pick by playing in a playoff where like that. the 12 and 11 seed earn a buy they're kind of locked in i was actually talking about this yesterday the 11 seed will be locked into a top four pick and the uh 12 seed is essentially locked into a top three pick but you got to earn that number one pick and me being a potential seven seed <laughs> could make my way through this bracket here and, and earn this number one pick. So uh, definitely have my options, but my first option is to go to the playoffs because I definitely have to, uh, you know, I got to defend my title, man. I got to, you know, I mean, I wasn't the, the champion yeah, last year, you're, but, you're you know. Finalist title. You got there. You got to the finals. Yeah. 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 I mean, this league knows no other way but to have me in the finals. Or so, a June too. That wins, yeah. A June or a June winning. Yeah. That that is definitely <laughs> yep. true since my brother won last year. But enough about this league. Let's talk about some streams of the week, Greg. And I know you're gonna bring some heat, man. Quarterback stream of the week, brother. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, like I just feel like I have to do it until this man is over fifty percent. Like I, I'm with Hill you. Has I'm to with be. you over and he plays the jets like this match i don't have to talk about the fact that it's Taysom Hill. he plays the jets like the matchup just set up perfectly for him he's 42 percent rostered uh it's got to get over 50 percent. and yeah i mean the analysis is he will be a qb1 that's all you gotta really say that's really it that's all that's all it takes and and you know what greg i knew that you would go ahead and take him uh when i actually looked it was 43 percent rostered that thought that like part it. was interesting because if you take his 43% rostered, you add it with my quarterback stream of the week here, who's 7% rostered, you get the 50% threshold. I am talking about the quarterback who's actually playing opposite Taysom Hill. It's going to be Zach Wilson, 7% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, going up against New Orleans. No team allows more fantasy points to the quarterback position over their last three games than the New Orleans Saints, who allow an average of basically almost 23 uh, fancy points to the quarterback position, 22.9 during that time span. Zach Wilson coming off a career high in fancy points, 21.04, having the opportunity. It's going to sound crazy when I say this. You're probably not going to believe me, but you can fact check it. He's going to have the opportunity here in week 14 to start back-to-back home games for the first time this season. Absolutely nuts uh, for a rookie. Uh, you know, that's got to be paramount. Uh, right there to have that opportunity to play in your home stadium back-to-back weeks 
also has been using his legs more, especially around the goal line, having rushed for a touchdown each of his last two games. This matchup, I don't think you can go wrong with it, really. No, no, it's going to be set up for hopefully a nice day for both quarterbacks. Uh, And again, that's contingent on Elijah Moore playing because he did pop up on the injury report. So Elijah Moore doesn't play. Yeah, we don't like that. Honorable mention Cam Newton, though, going against Atlanta. That's a nice one. Yes, that's also definitely a nice one there. Um, Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What do you got? I feel like I know this one, but oh yeah, yeah. It's, that's this is a layup too, especially with the news that Adam Thielen's out. You gotta go with Tyler Conklin going against Pittsburgh. Uh, the moment Adam Thielen went out last week, season high in snap share, season high in targets, season high in receptions. Like he's gonna he's gonna be used uh, definitely a, a lot more and get a bump from with Kirk Cousins uh, as a guy he's gonna trust. Um, you know, just you know, we can't just assume the next receiver coming up is gonna get all the targets Thielen wanted. The the tight end is gonna definitely get his. Definitely feel that uh, because he is also my tight end stream of the week. But I felt that this would happen. Uh, it's it's really not hard to anticipate this. So I will throw out Ricky Seals Jones, uh, who gets to play Dallas this week. Again, we see what this tight end does in the Washington offense. They're basically a full-time player, and they basically walk into somewhere in the ballpark of 16 to a 20% target share on any given week. So Ricky Seals-Jones, I don't even have to look up the roster ship. I know he's in play. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it up for the people here. 11% roster, so that means he's available in 89% of Yahoo leagues. It means he might be available in yours, so stream this man up. Greg, your defensive stream of the week, brother. What do you got? I'm going to go with Seattle, 38% rostered. But they got Houston this week. Uh, it's just straight-up matchup-based. Um, I know they're, during this time, I'm looking at matchups now this week, uh, matchups for next week. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, the week to where you, you got to start looking at matchups for defenses. And uh, this is a very juicy one for Seattle's defense, who uh, hasn't been too horrible uh, in the stretch, down the stretch. Yeah, uh, I, I hate to do it here, but I've also got Seattle down as my defensive stream of the week. Uh, you know, two words here, Davis Mills. But mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, not even not even that, though, for real. Like you said, you like to look at when you're looking at defenses right now this time of year, you're looking more than just this week. You're, you're looking a few weeks ahead. And if you're, you got to be looking at playoff time. I mean, I, I've got a couple. You know, I never subscribe to holding more than one defense, but. I've got a. I'll be honest with y'all. I got a couple leagues right now. I'm holding two, three defenses because I'm just looking at the matchups for right. the playoff run, week 15, 16, 17, and Seattle is actually really perfect right. for this playoff run when you look at their schedule. You know, obviously here week 14 they get Houston, in week 16 they get Chicago, and week 17 they get Detroit. So they're mm. really nice to pair with a defense like that you might already have on your on your team, like Miami or Arizona. Uh, Arizona gets to play Detroit in week 15. Miami gets to play the New York Jets in week 15. So you could have a defense essentially co- covering you from weeks 14 all the way through to championship week and week 17 by pairing, you know, Detroit or you know, by pairing Seattle with you know, defense like Arizona or Miami or another defense might have comparable matchups around around the uh, playoff stretch. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, let's move on to the Thursday night breakdown, man. We preview in Thursday night football where the 6-5-1 Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Minnesota to take on the 5-7 Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 44.5-point total. The Minnesota Vikings are three-point favorites here. This game's in a dome, so there's no weather concerns there. In terms of injuries, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings, he's questionable with the shoulder injury. Most likely will probably miss this game, so... Uh, plan to be without him. Adam Thielen, the wide receiver, like Greg mentioned uh, during the stream of the week portion with, with Tyler Conklin. Adam Thielen will be out with an ankle injury, so they will be without him. On the Pittsburgh side, Joe Hayden is out, uh, as are a, a few other guys here, uh, but Joe Hayden was probably the biggest guy or, or the guy of the most significance in this matchup here. Uh, on the In terms of the matchup here, I'm going to take the over on the points, 44 and a half. I wanted to go back and forth about this game, who was going to take it, who wasn't. Uh, and then I had to go remember Kirk Cousins' primetime. I went, looked it up. <laughs> He's 8 and 17 in primetime. Uh, I really, really do think Minnesota has an opportunity to win this game. But no Adam Thielen definitely makes it tough, makes it tougher on Kirk Cousins, I think. Obviously, uh, at, you know, in addition to – uh, having no Dalvin Cook there as well. I think it just puts t- too much on Kirk Cousins' plate. Uh, but still like this game as a whole. Uh, on the Minnesota side, Justin Jefferson, he could very well be the number one player in fantasy this in- on the entire week. Uh, that's the kind of upside he has on you know any given week. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, I think he's a quarterback. I mean, obviously he's a quarterback 10 in fantasy points per game. He's only had three performances outside the top 13. He's been top nine or better in seven of his 12 games this season. Uh, So I have him down as a top five option, you know, again this week, Alexander Madison, another good spot to finish as an RB one with all these opportunities here. Tyler Conklin, our co-stream of the week here, jumps into tight end one territory. Uh, KJ Osborne, think he does have some wide receiver two upside potentially uh, with Adam Thielen, with Adam Thielen out, especially if this game does go over. Um, and, you know, we do have some, you know, some high point total, a high point total here uh, on the, on the Pittsburgh side, Deontay Johnson might as well finish the wide receiver two behind Jefferson, who, you know, I have finishing as a wide receiver one, Najee Harris an RB one option in, in a great matchup. I think Big Ben has some, you know, some stream appeal here as well. Uh, Chase Claypool, I think you, you know, can probably have a big week uh, against a weak Minnesota secondary. And then Pat Fryermuth, he's been down, but I think he can bounce back in a game like this one where, again, expecting a decent amount of points. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover, Pittsburgh to win. On Minnesota side, uh, I agree with you with uh, Kirk. He's what what he's been finishing is right around. I have him. Uh, like QB 10 to 12 range, uh, just a slight downgrade because Dylan is out. But, yeah, he's finished outside the top 15 only once. He hasn't finished outside the top 15 and since week nine. He's been so hot. Dalvin Cook, probably not going to go. So, Alexander Madison is still that instant plug and play, uh, low in RB1 for me. Um, he's been money all year in relief for Dalvin Cook. 
Justin Jefferson has been a monster. He's getting over 100 yards receiving, uh, 100 over 140 yards receiving last three of the last four games. Uh, this man's been an absolute beast. So you got to play him as top two or three. Uh, Tyler Conklin, we talked about him, should benefit, and KJ Osborne, the complimentary pieces. Uh, uh, KJ Osborne definitely got some top 30 upside in this matchup, especially if uh, it's going to be high scoring for sure. On Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, solid RB1. Deontay Johnson, safe wide receiver one play. Uh, Chase Claypool, I have him as a mid-tier wide receiver two in this matchup. Um, and Pat Freimer, he, I definitely like Conklin better in this matchup, but he's he's down there. He's got some low and tight end one upside, uh, especially these two guys are someone to really look to if you're like the Logan Thomas uh, manager and you need a tight end real quick to, to get uh, this, this game is a good spot for it. Definitely. Um, Greg, you got a, uh, a bold prediction for the people today. Uh, I'm going to go with Conklin getting a touchdown and over 70 receiving yards. I like that. Yeah. I hope Kirk Cousins throws four touchdowns because my bold prediction Ooh. is Justin Jefferson for Trey. Three. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, man, those touchdowns got to go somewhere. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> Alexander um, Madison. <laughs> yeah, no. Tyler Conklin, Alexander Madison, for it's sure. But sure. sure. uh, I'm calling That's a big my day. shot. Yeah, Jefferson's been uh, carrying the teams right now. For sure, definitely. Uh, I mean, if you, you know, if you have Justin Jefferson, you probably were upset to start the year, but these last five weeks have been just no, absolutely so phenomenal. It. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you gotta love what he's been doing there. Um, let's talk about some game theory stuff. We won't spend too much time on this segment. Completely unplanned here, but I do want to talk about it because I do feel like it's it's definitely important. Uh, some leagues have already kicked off playoffs. Some leagues are um, so sad if that is the case. Yeah, definitely <laughs> sad if that's the case. Uh, but some leagues have also. Um, you know, our starting playoffs next week. So with that being said, Greg, is there anything that you are doing, you know, let's say you have the buy, which, you know, um, let's say you, you've earned the buy. Is there anything specific that you're doing during the bye week or in preparation of the bye week? Uh, during um, the bye week, um, just, yeah, again, looking at, matchups for defenses specifically uh even kickers if you're in that spot where you can kind of chase points there uh if you can find a kicker in a dome or just a higher rank kicker that's just been out there all year um and just people just haven't paid attention you can just make that move uh there are no shouldn't be this is the last week of buys so uh there won't be anyone you could just add for uh, during the week but if you see maybe someone coming off ir soon um someone got dropped that's always a good time to, to make an ad during during that bye week yeah you definitely want to use the opportunity to stay flexible uh you definitely want to everything should be about especially if you're on a bye everything should be about the next week right yeah. it should be yeah. about how do i get my lineup to the best possible you know best possible optimal lineup for for the following week mm-hmm. right so uh, one of the one of the biggest pieces of, pieces of advice I always give around playoff time and around this time with the bye weeks is if you're on a you know a, a 
a platform like Yahoo or Sleeper, I know depends on the league, the league settings usually, but if your league format allow your league your league platform allows you to drop players after they've played, then don't set a lineup. Like do not set your lineup. I know you want to be able to check to see oh, how did my team do, whatever, how'd they score, how which other teams would I beat? Like just take the calculator, do the math. Like in the mm-hmm. in the long run, just don't set the lineup. It'll be better for you because you'll have, you know, better flexibility. And people always ask, well, why would I want flexibility? Why would this matter? And I always give this example. Uh, a friend of mine had Calvin Ridley on his team. Uh, he had earned the first round by, decided to, you know, take my advice, sit his bench his entire lineup. Calvin Ridley ends up breaking his foot. He was able mid-game to drop Calvin Ridley and pivot to another receiver who hadn't played yet without having to spend any fab, without having to do you know spend any waiver priority. So just whatever it's all about maintaining flexibility and the buy not has only relieved you of this stress of like, oh, I don't have to play, but it also allows you the flexibility to prepare a week early. Uh, and, and, you know, do things that, you know, other managers wouldn't be able to do because typically another manager would just have Calvin Ridley in their lineup and yep. you know, they would lose those, you know, they would, they would be out on, you know, the rest of that game that he, that he played. But um, Greg, is there anything else that like, maybe what about if you are in this position here in week 14 trying to get in like is there anything that you're that you're trying to do like if you know if you're in a winning get in situation or you're in a you know what do you do if it's maybe out of your control if you need you need other people to lose or you need to outscore a certain another team by you know x amount of points like are you are you handling any of those situations a little bit differently um not much different i mean i'm trying my hardest to really to get in uh you know maybe take more risk i maybe you're not you're probably not thinking full season long mode you're probably maybe switching to a little dfs if you're maybe not if you had a player that you was holding on to it's not really time to hold on to people uh if you you got to make that drop to maybe get a, a matchup based player that can can boom you got to make that move uh this week and get get a win yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, it's Everything's about winning. There's no stashing anybody right now. You're yeah. not stashing anybody for anything. If you if that roster spot helps you to a win and, and, and not just like, oh, not, you know, not just, hey, but if I have this player on my bench, like I'm not starting them. How and how, you know, how, how why does it matter if I don't drop them? But well, like. What about your opponent? What does your opponent need a defense? Is your opponent could they use an upgrade at yeah. kicker? Could they yeah. use an upgrade at quarterback? Well, use that roster spot to block them from doing from making that upgrade, right? So use the roster spots to your advantage to help you lock up a win. Um one of the things that I know I you know I've been thinking about as well is if I'm in a league where the only way I can get in is by outscoring a, you know, I have to win, but also outscore another team by like 30 or 50 points. Like I'm hitting a home. I'm trying to hit a home run in my lineup. Like I don't even not that I don't care about my opponent. Like I have to win. But the probability that my the the other 
co you know co manager of my league or not the co manager but the other manager of my league the probability that their team just tanks and you know drops 50% below their average is is pretty unlikely so i have to do something almost extraordinary in within my lineup mm-hmm. again whether it's taking more risk targeting you know some some higher um you know higher leverage games players that have higher leverage um roles that you know yield a lot of air yards might be you know high risk but have a high upside uh you know talking guys like julio jones a guy like you know van jefferson um you know some of these guys that could make big plays and and, you know could really have a big day yeah uh, that's good advice as well for sure what about these uh two-week playoffs greg anything there that you're looking to do in a two week playoff. I know if, if you're playing on ESPN, that's one of the common things there. Um, two week playoff. Uh, you're, I guess you're also kind of while trying to win the the week you're playing, also looking ahead. Um, so you're, you're kind of doing a mixture of both there. Uh, I, I guess kind of, yeah, mixture mixture of both principles. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Like you, you also have to look at week 16 or, you know, the week ahead uh, to kind of see what, you know, what could you do that week or, you know, how could you potentially block your opponent if they have a bad matchup somewhere? Uh, one of the other things is, uh, you know, like we just talked about with, you know, if you're if you're down to another opponent or another manager in your league in terms of points, you might have to hit some home runs. Well, if you're down after, you know, by a significant amount of points one week after the two-week playoff, then you've got to take some risk. you got to go with a higher variance play. Um, you know, something like this had happened to me in ESPN League. So I remember, you know, I I ended up going with a, you know, a higher variance player at the time, like, like Josh Allen, who, you know, he could have, you know, this was his rookie year, so he could have had games where he would score 11, but he could also have games where he scored 30. And I remember stacking him with a player who had, you know, a, a, lar- a you know, a high A dot and, you know, was always deep down the field and Robert Frost. And, you know, th- that led to having, you know, those both both those players ended up scoring, you know, a combined like 50 points and end up closing the gap. I ultimately lost, but it, the process was essentially good process, which was like, hey, you know, take some more risk in my lineup, whether that's via stacking or, you know, something like that. Um, but I think that's really it for now. I think that's really all I have. Greg, do you have anything else that you want to add from a playoff perspective? Um, no, I mean, you just it's just a stressful time you I mean, make sure if you get get through one week at a time um uh, definitely celebrate the the wins if you get to that semi celebrate if you get to that finals definitely celebrate yeah man i mean it's it's never more true than it will be as we go through these fancy playoffs but you you just have to go one and know every week i don't know that's the simplest way i survive can put in it advance. <laughs> you survive in advance won't go one and know every week and and you know you don't have to worry about it and um you know again just keep just keep sticking with us keep vibing with us and we're gonna get you right definitely so uh again we appreciate y'all uh everybody make sure you wish greg happy birthday because he you will not be here with us this weekend so you know hope you enjoy your time off brother and uh we will catch y'all tomorrow for the game one uh the game previews part one uh until next time we're out of here peace
We out.